Welcome back to another episode of LauncherBrand.tv. I'm your host, Jeremy Henderson. In this episode, I want to tell you my story on how I became an entrepreneur and talk a little bit about some of the risks, some of the struggles, some of the questions that you know I had and kind of things that I dealt with and some stuff that would just help you get over any kind of fears or anything that maybe it might be running through your head as you're thinking about starting a business. So my first business started back in 2007 when I opened up my first Brazilian jiu-jitsu school. But the journey started way, way back before then, right? So uh, right out of high school, I joined the military. I did six years in the Air Force, and I was actually 17 years old. My mom actually had to sign me in. And so I did that. And although, you know, I was definitely proud of serving my country, it just the constantly working for somebody else, I just knew wasn't for me. So fast forward, when I got out, I, one thing I was into, I was always, you know, I started jujitsu around 17, super in love with Brazilian jujitsu and also in love with fitness. I've always been into lifting weights and doing all that stuff since I was very young. And so I decided to take my shot at becoming a personal trainer when I got out of the military. So I moved from Abilene, Texas, where I was stationed at Dias Air Force Base, to Dallas. And one of the reasons I moved to Dallas was because one of the guys I trained jiu-jitsu with lived out there. And so I was like, okay, now I can have a chance to, to really train full-time with this guy. And, you know, I used to make a three-hour drive during the weekends because there was no real jiu-jitsu schools where I was stationed at. And so I'd make the, the drive out there. So I decided, hey, you know, let me take a shot. I'll get my personal trainer certification, which I did while I was in the military. I got my personal trainer certification. So I was like, okay, I'll go down there. Uh, I met with some people at a gym. It was actually called the Ranch Health Club back then. I think they later closed and turned into like a Gold's Gym or something. But anyway, got my personal trainer certification, moved down there. And it was very tough. It was hard. It was like... Uh, I didn't get to train like I thought I was going to train. I would be working 12, 14-hour days just trying to get clients, and I, and I really wasn't getting any. I didn't know anything about marketing. I didn't know anything about business. I didn't know really like anything. And I was having trouble paying my bills. Like I, I didn't even know how I was going to make rent for the apartment that I was living in. You know, I didn't have any money. I had no savings, had nothing. And I was sitting at a stoplight. I remember this distinctly. I was sitting at a stoplight. And I remember thinking, you know, if I could go anywhere in the world, where would I go? And I'd always wanted to go up and, and train with this team in Portland. And so it dawned on me that I could now just pack up and go wherever I wanted, you know, despite I didn't have any money, but I wasn't, when I was in the military, I, I couldn't go anywhere. You know, you, you go where you're told. And, but I was so used to that, like not being able to, to go anywhere. And I was like, man. And to some, this is going to sound really stupid, but I was just like that day, I was like, okay, I'm going to leave the next day. And so I called up one of the guys that I worked with and I was, he, he actually just moved down to work at the same health club from California and he didn't have anything like he didn't have anything in his apartment or anything. And so I was like, Hey, listen, you know, if you want to come to my apartment, you could take my couch, my bed, like whatever that you can fit because I'm packing up all my stuff and I'm leaving. I literally had like maybe a few hundred bucks in my name. But I knew a guy who was living out in Portland who I called and he said, hey, you can you can come up here. I've got an extra room. You can crash here till you get a job or whatever. So I was like, okay. So passing through, I, I called my mom. She was actually, she got remarried. She was living in, in Abilene. So I passed through there, said goodbye. I was like, hey, 
I'm going to drive up to Portland, go, go live out there. And she was just like, how are you going to do that? You don't have any money. You don't, you know, what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to do this? And I was like, I don't know. I'll figure something out. I'm going to make it work. So again, not necessarily the best decision looking back, but everything leading up to where I am today, I, I think it definitely was uh, the best decision I could have made. So anyways, fast forward. So I get out there and start training and ended up meeting a guy named Johnny Ramirez at one of the Brazilian jiu-jitsu schools that, that were out there. And so I was training with Johnny. Johnny kind of took me under his wing and he would always made me read books, like books about business, like different stuff. And he had a school in California too. And so one year he was like, Hey, do you want to go down and compete at the Pan Am championships in California? And I was like, yeah, I would love to, but I, I just can't, can't afford that. You know, I could barely pay my bills. I don't really don't have gas money, much less money to go down and compete. And he's like, no, I'll take care of it for you. He's like, just go down and go compete, train hard and, and I'll pay for everything. So we go down there, we go down to a school and I grew up in Florida. So I was like, I fell in love with California, obviously. So we got back when we got back to Portland after the tournament, I was obviously talking about California a lot and he recognized that, that I liked that and he needed somebody to take over his kids program. And so he, he asked me one day, uh, he was like, Hey, he's like, how would you, what would you think about moving down to California? And again, I was like, yeah, I would love that. It sounds great, but I, I definitely can't afford living in California. And he was just like, no, you can, you can live in the gym. You can stay in the gym if you're willing. Uh, there's a shower there. There's a couch you could sleep on and, and just teach and just work for me. And so I was like, done. Like, let's go. So again, packed my stuff, left, went down there and was doing that. And then he was asking me one day, he was always like, he, he was, he was a really good leader. He was always asking me, you know, like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And, and I was, the only thing I could think of was like, I would love to have my own jujitsu school one day. And he was just like, oh, well, well, why don't you do that? And again, it came down to money. Like I, I don't have any money. And he was just like, well, you know, when you really want something bad enough, you'll, you'll figure out a way and money is just an excuse. And in my mind, that didn't make sense. I was like, well, it's not an excuse. It's a real thing. And, and it really is. It truly is a real thing. But it just, it stuck with me. It stuck with me. And literally again, it was like another overnight thing. I woke up like the next morning and I talked to him. I said, Hey, what you said to me is, is kind of stuck in my head. And I really want to give this a shot. I was like, would it bother you if I left and move back to Abilene because again, like I said, there was no jujitsu schools in Abilene and, and gave this a shot. And he was like, no, not at all. I was like, well, like how much notice do you want? How you know, when, when would you be okay, okay with me going? He's like, go now. He's like, go now. Why the, why the thoughts in your head before you talk yourself out of it? And so I called my mom, my stepdad, and I was like, Hey, listen, this is the idea that I have. I would like to give this a shot. I was like, would you give me like three months just to stay at your house? And I, I won't stay in there long. I'll get in and get out. If it doesn't work, I'll, I'll figure something else out. And they were like, kind of, again, kind of same thing. Like, yeah, okay. I don't, you know, you've never ran a business before, but okay. Like, yeah, we'll give you the shot. So pack my stuff up, drive back down to Texas. And I'm looking around for like vacant buildings. Again, I have no money, but I'm just looking for, you know, whatever I could find just to get an idea of like, what does this stuff cost? I, I literally knew nothing. Anyways, I found a building. It was vacant. It was like five or 10 years, some obnoxiously long time. And again, I had no money, went down there and literally got a loan to get the mats. Didn't even know if I was going to be able to pay this back. Talked to a realtor, talked to the landlord. He was an older gentleman that owned, it was like a privately owned building. He owned it. And I just told him, I was like, hey, listen, um, this is like, this is my idea. 
I don't have any money. I don't know if you'd be, you know, willing to take a shot on me, give me a couple months rent free so that I could try to build this up and try to make something of it. And then if it works out, you know, I'll, I'll sign a lease. And at the time I didn't know that's actually like a standard practice now is like giving uh, free rent up front and, you know, in term for signing a lease. But in the beginning, like he was, he like didn't even make me sign a lease. He was just like, yeah, like I'll let you try for a couple months. And he basically said someone took a shot on me when I was young and I'll take a shot on you. And so I was like, wow, okay, cool. Thanks. Like, this is, this is awesome. So again, I had some friends down there because that's where I was stationed. So I called up some buddies. They come in there, they helped me paint, clean the place up. And again, it was like nothing. It was, it was kind of a dump, but I mean, it was a start. It was something, right? I got the mats in and my very first customer was literally a guy and we're still friends today. He's actually in the army and he was at the time he was in high school he was working across the street at a little like fast food restaurant called Long John Silver's. And he walks over like, oh, hey, what are you guys building here? And I told him, I was like, oh, I'm opening up a, a jujitsu school. And he's like, oh, man, I would love to try that. And like ended up becoming my my first uh, customer. And again, this was back in 2007. So this was like before like YouTube ads, Facebook ads, all this stuff. I think maybe Facebook ads came out like a year later. And I didn't have a website. I didn't have anything. I would literally print flyers off of my mom's computer and I would go around to the mall to places and just talk to people and just basically pound pavement to get students and to, to build this thing up. And I ended up meeting one guy who was actually like a, a web developer. He ended up building a website for me in exchange for a membership. And that started to get my wheels turned. I was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, I can do other things besides money too. I can start doing trade-offs for, for things that I need that I can't afford yet in return for some services. So that's kind of, that was kind of like, I just kind of threw myself into the fire. And within a few months, not only was I able to afford the rent, we were actually, we outgrew that small space. It was a, it was a tiny space. We outgrew that within six months. And I ended up actually signing a lease with a, at a bigger building that the same guy that the same gentleman owned. So that was kind of how that went. So everything was going good, literally. And then taking a step back, actually, this is a huge part. About a month into it, a month into opening up my school, I ended up meeting my son's mom and finding out that I was going to be a dad. And so I think that, not think, I know that's one thing that lit the fire. And like my back was against the wall. And like, hey, you have to, you have to make this happen. And if you don't make this happen, you got to figure something else out. I didn't know if I was to go back in the military or do what, but I, I knew to my core, like, this is what I wanted. Like, I wanted to do this. So again, that just lit the fire under my ass. You know, it was like, hey, get out, start doing this stuff, pass out flyers, talk to people every single day. And um, so that was like, that was a huge turning point in my life. It's literally one of the best things that's ever happened to me. And so that taught me a lot, right? It's it, it taught me how to juggle a lot of different things, how to deal with stuff. And shortly after, shortly after my son was born, we ended up getting divorced and she was from Pennsylvania. She was stationed down there. She was stationed in Abilene. She's from Pennsylvania and she needed to move back. She needed to come up here to finish school and she couldn't afford to stay down there after getting out of the military. So I was kind of stuck at a point, like, do I fight this in court and, and, and try to keep her here with him or do I pack up and move and, and take the risk and, and try to do this all over again? So by this time, you know, we're, we're very established, a couple hundred students, well into six figures a year. We're, we're making money. Things are going good. And it was my only source of income. And I worked literally like harder than I've ever worked in my entire life to make this happen. And so it came to the point where it's like, all right, now I'm gonna have to make this choice. Like, what do I do? So I, I was like, okay, I was like, hey, can you give me a few months 
to where I can get systems in place. Because again, I didn't have systems in place. Like I was just, I was literally the person like doing it all. I had a couple people working for me, but we were just kind of like flying by the seat of our pants. Like things were just working out and they would just do whatever I told them to do, but nothing was ever documented. We didn't have any, any systems. So I was like, all right, I need to get this to where it can run without me. And I guess that's like the, the true sense of being an entrepreneur is where your business can run without you. So figured that out. And I have a guy, literally, I, I consider my best friend, my brother to this day. Uh, he was, he was an employee at the time and he agreed. He's like, Hey, yeah. As a matter of fact, he helped me. He packed up, helped me drive my U-Haul, helped me drive everything across the country to move up to Pennsylvania when I had to start over. But going back, uh, this guy, his name's Joseph Tanchi. Uh, he's, he's one of my black belts now, still runs a school. Not only does he run the school, he owns a school now. And so he ran that school for a couple years and kept it profitable. We had some very tough, very close moments and he pushed through, he persevered and he, um, he kept the school going, right? It, as an employee. And a few years ago, and this is something we talked about prior to me leaving, I, I gave that school to him for doing that. So he, he runs that school, he owns that school. But anyways, it was in 2013 when all this went down and I moved up to Pennsylvania and had to do that again. But during that time, that's when I was studying a ton about marketing, entrepreneurship, all that from back in 2007, learning internet marketing, different stuff. And so knowing the mark, having the marketing skills, having all the, the skills that, that I had developed from opening the first school made opening the second school much easier. I was already developing a brand in, an, in name recognition before I even came out here. I didn't know a soul. and I've never stepped foot in Pennsylvania my entire life. So come down here, open up the school, 2013. Again, like, you know, during the moment, when all this stuff happens, you think like, oh man, like it's the end of the world. Everything's happening. Everything's, you know, going wrong. But hindsight, you look back and it's literally like a blessing in disguise. I have so many amazing friends, like so many close friends that I have here that I, had that not happened, I would have never had. Right. And then also you, I give an opportunity for somebody else to to take over a business and have a business that provides for him and, and his his family and his son now is something that I could have never done if things would have just, you know, went smooth sailing, so to say. And so when we look at these things, there's there's always risks involved. There's always risks involved in entrepreneurship. And but by not taking that risk, there's so much that you're missing out on that you, you could look back and say like, like, damn, like if I wouldn't have taken this risk, none of this stuff would have ever happened. Right. So if I wouldn't have taken any of those risks or, or done any of this stuff, like I wouldn't have met the people that I met today. I wouldn't have the people in my life that, that I have today. And so there's always all there's, there's never going to be a comfortable moment in your life, especially like when you, when you go off on your own and you start your business where you're like, okay, this is going to be smooth sailing. And it's still not like still today, you know, that it's, it's, there's never like, we just wake up and things are easy. Things are much easier now. And, you know, like I feel very privileged and very, like, I feel very lucky to live the life that I live now and to have the the time freedom and, and to have everything that I, that I do have. But it's always, there's always a risk. There's always a challenge. There's things could go away tomorrow that, that, that are here today. But one thing that won't go away is the skill sets that you develop through becoming an entrepreneur. You know, so 
the last however many 15 years of running businesses, the skill sets that you develop from marketing and sales and, and business acumen, just different stuff. It, you can take that and you can run with it. You can do anything that you want, right? You know, I've had several other businesses that I've started, stopped different stuff. I have other businesses outside of my martial arts school, online stuff. I've sold tens of thousands of dollars worth of online digital courses, like teaching jujitsu techniques online, all this stuff. And you can take these, these skills. And if one thing fails, you'll be able to start over. But each time you start over, you'll have those failures to look back on and say, okay, I can do it better again this time. I can do it better again this time because you know what to look out for. You, you have better insight to what can happen. And that's not like, you're not going to know everything, right? You, that's part of business. That's part of life, but you're always going to be better each time looking back because you're going to be able to, to build upon past mistakes. You're going to be able to build on past successes and take that and make something more each time that you go out and, and develop something new. If that ever happens, some people take off from the very beginning. And the first thing that they start is a success. Other people, they'll start something, realize, oh, maybe this isn't what I wanted, but they'll learn a little bit and they'll go start something else and, and then that thing will take off. So I just wanted to kind of share my story with you guys today to kind of, A, introduce myself a little bit more on the podcast, but B, hopefully motivate and inspire some of you guys who have been thinking about taking that step forward and taking the, the next step to starting your business and to doing something that will really bring you personal satisfaction in life as opposed to just living the nine to five grind and working for somebody else that like doesn't necessarily bring you satisfaction, right? And I have so many friends that are in the corporate world who they're just not happy. They may be making some decent money, but they're just not happy. They don't, they don't have that freedom. They don't have that. They're not inspired every time they wake up and go to work. And so if that's one thing that I can get you to take away from this episode is things are always going to be risky. Things will always have uh, an element of, of scariness to them. But I can almost guarantee you that no matter what, no matter how many times you fail, I don't feel like you taking that step out, that step out on your own, taking that journey to entrepreneurship, I don't think that's something that you'll ever regret. And I think that that's something that everybody should at least try to do once in their life. So anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope it was a little bit motivating, a little bit inspiring. And again, if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out um, on Instagram at Jeremy Hendo, H-E-N-D-O, or um, you guys can reach me on any of the social media, YouTube, whatever. So Anyways, thanks for listening and talk to you guys next time.